Amen. Good morning. Man, I love this holiday. I just love it. We are, we are here, and, and we're uh, continuing our series on unlikely heroes, and I really think it's important that, that we have the person that we're going to speak today on the July 4th celebration, because we want to talk about Joseph, that unlikely hero, Joseph, that one that had a dream, that held close to his dream, and I want to talk to you today about hanging on to your dreams. I know uh, this country was founded upon, with men and women that had a desire, had a dream, had a passion that they wanted to fulfill a dream to be able to worship God the way they wanted. And uh, there it is. I was looking for this little, this bad boy right here, and I found him. Dreaming with God. I know that there are many quotes on, on dreaming. George Bernard Shaw, the Irish playwright, said, You see things and you say, why? He said, but I dream things that never were. And I say, why not? Carl Sandburg, the, the uh, poet, said, Nothing happens unless we first dream. Gail Devers, the Olympian, I believe in the 1996 Olympics, she said, keep your dreams alive. Understand to achieve anything requires faith, vision, hard work, determination, and dedication. Remember, all things are possible for those who believe. Isn't that powerful? Martin Luther King Jr., I love his famous speech, I have a dream. But his dream wasn't conjured by his own ideology. I believe that the dream that Martin Luther King had was one that was given to him by God. It was rooted in the word of God. That everyone, that Christ wants no one to perish, but all should come to the knowledge of the truth. You see, God has a plan and a purpose for everyone. Philippians 1.6 is, is one of my favorite scriptures. It says this, Being confident of this very thing, that he which has begun a good work in you, has begun a good work in you, has a plan in place for you, has a dream and desire for your life, he is going to perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Think about that for a moment. God has a plan, God has a dream, has a desire to bless your life, to mold you, to shape you, to form you, to create you in the image that he has designed for you. He wants you to be in that, in that image that he has designed, and he will not give up on you. I'm going to say that one again. He will not give up on you. But pastor, you don't understand what I said. He will not give up 
on you. But pastor, you don't understand how many times I've, I've failed God. But he will not give up on you. You don't understand where I've been. You don't understand where I've gone. You don't understand what I've done. And he will not give up on you. You think you're big enough to outlove God? Scripture tells us that He has a plan for you. He has a dream for you. He has a design for your life. And no matter how much you fight it, no matter how much you try to pull from it, He is going to continually work in your life. He's going to use you he is going to develop you. He is going to mold you. He is going to form you. And he will not give up. You, are you saying that I, can, that I can't do anything to, to change his plan? No, you can alter it. You can, you can be stubborn. You can do things that, that get you off the track. But what the writer is telling us is no matter what you do, God is always going to pursue you and God's always going to get you back on the path, the dream that he has for you. Isn't that a good thought? See, God-given dreams provide direction for our lives. Look what Proverbs 29:18 says. This is where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. This is not in the notes, but it just hit me, so I'm saying it. You know what's wrong with our country today? We have no prophetic vision of God. And people are casting off restraint. And they're doing what looks good in their own eyes. But when a nation, as Second Chronicles 7, 14, which was read to us earlier, when God's people, which are called by his name, will humble themselves and pray and seek his face, seek his direction, seek his purpose, that's when he begins to heal our land. If you want to see America focus on, on, on the right things, we need to return to the prophetic vision that God has given us that all people are created equal. That God has a plan and a purpose for any nation, any people that will humble themselves before him. Another translation says, when people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. And here we have Joseph, one of the, the greatest, uh, when we call dreamers in, in the scripture, God gave him a dream when he was just 17 years old that his father would bow before him and that his older brothers would bow before him. Now, I have two older brothers and two older sisters, and, and I will tell you, when I was 17, if I would have walked up to them and said, you know, you're going to bow before me one day, I would have probably still been carrying those scars. And yet Joseph, one of the greatest dreamers, and, and he stayed true to his dream, and his dream took him from rags to riches, from a, from a prisoner to a prince, and from the pasture to a palace. You have to have a dream. You have to dream with God. 
You have to find out what God is speaking to you. And you need to stay firm to that dream. Hang on to that vision. Because when God calls you to do something, he is not going to give up on it. So let's look at the life of Joseph and let's, let's look at a few things that, that will help us keep and maintain the dream that we have in our lives. And I don't know what your dream may be. It, it may be that you want to be a pastor. It may be that, you're, that God has called you into missions. It may be that, that God is, is speaking to your heart to start a, a business. I don't know what it is in your life. Maybe, maybe God is calling you just to reach out into the community and, and, and talk to your neighbors and to your friends. But whatever it is that God has placed in your heart, whatever it is that God is putting in your life, there are some things that you can do to keep that dream alive. You have to live out that God-given dream. And the very first thing that I want to point out to you is dreams take time. Notice when, when God gave Joseph the dream, he was 17. And when it was fulfilled, he was 40. 23 years. Your dream doesn't always happen overnight. You say, well, I, 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 want to see, I want to achieve the end of this dream. Allow God to be God and walk through the process. Allow God to open the doors. Allow God to speak into your life. Allow God to, to be the one that guides and directs. The scripture says the, that the steps of a good person are directed or ordered of the Lord. Be patient with God and allow the work of the Holy Spirit to have full effect in your life. And you will see the product of that dream. See, the reward of the, of the dream is at the end of the journey. This is what Isaiah 40, 31 says. But they who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. Galatians 6, 9. And let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season... We will reap if, there's that big word, the biggest word in the English language, if we don't get up, give up. I don't know what your dream is. I'm speaking to somebody today. Don't give up. Keep holding on to your dream. You have a dream. You have a passion that you're going to see your children. You're going to see your grandchildren come to faith in Christ. Hang on to that dream. It doesn't matter how dark it looks. It doesn't matter how, how it looks like it's never going to make it. It's going to be an impossibility. If you hang on to that dream, don't give up. Because when God decides to work, he works. And he always achieves his goal. Don't grow weary. You know why the scripture tells us don't grow weary? Because we grow weary 
I mean, how, how many times have you, have you had a dream, you had a passion, you had a vision, and you, want, and you wanted to achieve it, and it seems like it was taking forever. Scripture tells us if God has given you a dream, I know that, that, I know that each and every one of us have the dream, have the passion, have the desire, have the longing to, to walk on those streets of gold. We want to put our foot in, in, in eternity. We want to see Christ. We want to be able to have God himself wipe the tears from our eyes. God has promised those things for those that don't give up. Hang on to your God-given vision. Hang on to your passion and never, ever give up. Second thing that we can take from Joseph is you have to overcome your dream killers. Dream killers, you say, well, what's a dream killer? Well, a dream killer, you ever had, you ever had a real desire? You ever have a great idea? I mean, it was so brilliant, it almost gave you a headache. I mean, just like a great, great idea. And you go to somebody and you say, I want to share my great idea. And they look at you and say, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. And then they go out and do it. See, dream killers that are, are people, are circumstances that will come into your life and will try to rob you, steal from you, take the joy of the dream and the vision of living with a purpose in this life. Dream killers can be motivated by fear. Dream killers can be motivated by jealousy or by hate. Joseph's brothers, the ones closest to him, the ones that if anybody was going to understand his dream and, his, and his, what God had given him, surely it was his brothers that he grew up with. And yet the ones that were closest to him in his life were the ones that betrayed him the most. Don't give up because people don't understand your dream. If God's given it to you, allow it to be worked out in your life. And don't be discouraged when people don't understand your dream. When people are jealous, when people are angry, when, when people are full of hate, when, when dream killers that come by that are motivated by fear. When you look at 1 Samuel, here's, here's David. He's left the fields and he's going to see what his brothers are doing at the battle. And scripture says in 1 Samuel 17 that as soon as the Israelite army saw him, Goliath, they began to run away in fear. And they were fearful, and yet here's David that stands up and says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that, that tries to defy the armies of the living God? And do you know what they said to David? You would have thought they said, well, David, I think you're right. Well, that just builds faith in me. Let's go out and take care of this guy. But no, because of their fear, they said, you're just a little kid get in the back of the line 
Don't allow anybody, because of their fear, to intimidate you with the vision and the passion that God has given you. 1 Timothy 4.12 says, Don't let anyone think less of you because you are young, but as an example to all believers in what you teach, in the way you live, in your love, in your faith, in your purity. So if there is somebody in your life that's saying, you know, that dream that you have, that desire that you have, that goal that you have, that you're just not smart enough, you don't have the intellect, you don't have the skill, you don't have the strength, you don't have the power, you don't have the finance, whatever it may be, don't get mad at them, don't get upset with them, but don't allow them to kill your dream. Show them by example that you are going to to live for God, that you are going to follow him, that the dream that he has given you will be built and will come to an end in your life. So you say, how do we overcome dream killers? Well, you can't beat them and you can't shoot them. Amen. Amen. You overcome by having a right attitude. James 1 will tell us that. Right attitude acknowledges God. In Genesis, Joseph named his old, older son Manasseh, for he said, God has made me forget all my troubles and the family of my father. You see, when you get down to the end of it, when you keep a right attitude and you get down to the end of it, it doesn't matter what people have said, it doesn't matter what people have done. If you keep the right attitude, if you keep focused on God, if you allow your relationship with God to continue to grow, that's when the blessings will come your way. Joseph named his second son Ephraim, for he said... God has made me fruitful in the land of my suffering. Joseph understood, and he named those that were going to carry on his name as an acknowledgement of the goodness of God. So, third thing I want to look at is simply this. All right, we went through that that God uses circumstances to fulfill the dream and to equip us. You ever, you ever gone through, I was talking to somebody th this morning, and, and I just want to let you know right now that if, if you have an old car and you're going to put a, a headliner in and they say you can do it, they're lying to you. Uh, it, it's little bit tougher but the thing is it's the it's the it's the friction that you have it's the difficulty that you have to overcome it's the learning curve that you have to come around and it's it's understanding that you may not have all the answers the first time around and and, and you may not know everything but if you go back to youtube you can find the answers. And, and, as, a, and as a Christian, uh, there, there are a lot of times in our lives that you're going to feel that. And if you go back to the Scripture and you go back to prayer and you go back to connecting with God, 
He's going to give you the patience. He's going to give you the wisdom. And he's going to change you and challenge you. That Philippians 1, 6, he's going to form you and mold you. See, when Joseph was given the dream at 17, that, he, that his father would bow before him and his, son, and his brothers would bow before him, that he was going to be a ruler, that he was not ready to be a ruler. Joseph had to go through being sold out by his family, had to learn to be a servant in Potiphar's house, had to, had to learn to have integrity in Potiphar's house, had to go to prison in, Potiphar's, in, in, in Pharaoh's prison only to meet the baker that would be able to speak to Pharaoh to get him where he needed to be. If it wasn't for all of the circumstances that Joseph went through from the time he was 17 to the time he was 40, he would have never been able to fulfill that dream. That dream, that destiny, that purpose that God gave him when he was just a young man was developed in his life over time. And I don't know the circumstances that you may be walking through today, but perhaps, just perhaps, God is allowing you to experience some challenge, some difficulty in your life because it's knocking off some edges. It's, it's knocking off a bad attitude. It, it's developing your faith. It's increasing your attitude that you want to serve the Lord in, in a greater capacity. And whatever it may be, God is not going to give up on you, and you can look at the circumstances in your life and you can say all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Every circumstance Joseph faced equipped him. Romans 8, 28, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Genesis 51, Joseph said, don't be angry with yourselves that you did this to me, speaking to his brothers, for God did it. He sent me here ahead of you to preserve your lives, and God has sent me here to keep you and your families alive. You see how important it is to keep a good, right attitude because the circumstances that you face and when you're walking through them sometimes you think man God must really hate me and it's not that God hates us at all God is developing our lives and here's the last thing I want to I want to talk about is overcome temptation Genesis 39 says that Potiphar's wife made a play for him. And Joseph refused. Joseph had integrity, and that integrity cost him time in prison. He didn't succumb to temptation. Don't allow momentary gratification to destroy your dream. Can I say that again? Don't allow the moment to destroy your dream. If Joseph would have given in, the dream would have never been fulfilled. Allow yourself to stay true to God and stay true to self. 
See, temptation is a choice. Romans 12, 21 says, don't let evil get the best of you. But conquer evil by doing good. I think some of our leaders in this nation need to to read that passage of Scripture. Quit focusing on the negative things and let's focus on the things that, that produce goodness. Philippians 4, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right. Think about the things that are pure and lovely and admirable. Think about the things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you have learned from me and heard from me and saw me doing, and the God of peace will be with you. What is your dream? I'm going to ask those uh, that are going to help serve communion to please come. I'm going to ask the, the praise team to come. Temptation's a choice. But then again, following that God-given dream is a choice. Use, allowing God to, to take the circumstances in your life and use them to mold you is a choice. I wonder sometimes, because the Scripture says a lot, but it, it omits a lot too. And the one thing I do know is that Joseph was a human being. And he suffered with all the things that, that we suffer with. And I'm wondering if there was, is a time that when he was in prison that he felt like it was just useless. Can you imagine? At that moment in his life, he's already been sold out by his brothers, but then he kind of gets a, you know, he's a slave in Potiphar's house, but, but he, he rises and he's over taking care of Potiphar's house because he was faithful and then gets lied, lied to uh, Potiphar by his wife, by Potiphar's wife, gets thrown into prison. He helps the baker and the butler uh, for Pharaoh and then by, uh, by helping them with their dreams. And then they forget about him. And here he is in prison seeming like a million miles away from the palace. So, and he thought, man, this dream is pretty much dead. And he never, I guarantee you, he did not realize that the fulfillment of that dream was right around the corner. Can I speak to somebody today? If it looks like your dream is, is like on the edge and you don't know how it's going to work out, this is when you need to hold true. Because when it looks like it's impossible, that's when the God of, of possibilities shows himself strong. Remember that time in your life that, that when Christ first spoke to your life, and you realize you had that epiphany, you realize that you were a sinner. You remember that? I remember mine really well. I felt the weight of sin in my life. 
but I remember giving my life to him, asking him to forgive me, having my will broken before him and said, Lord, not me, but you. I can do nothing. And he was able to pardon me and to forgive me and to cleanse me. And I remember when that burden was lifted, I felt like a new person. I felt lighter. I left those sins and the weight of those sins at the altar. And I walked out a new person in Christ. I was able to do that because Christ had died for my sins. That his body was broken and his blood was shed. That I could have that opportunity as Isaiah said, Come, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they should be white as snow. See, that dream, that, that desire to be cleansed, to be washed, to be new, was made possible by the blood of Christ, by his broken body. We celebrate communion today because it's... it's the Lord's sacrifice that makes all things possible. Those dreams that he has given you, that passion that he has given you, that opportunity to be a child of God, that opportunity to have Christ work in you and never give up on you, that's all made possible by the cross of Christ. And I want to challenge you today, whether you're here or you're watching online, I want to challenge you today to recall that God-given dream. Realize that, that Christ made it possible through his sacrifice. And the greatest way we can say thank you and, and to appreciate what Christ has done for us is to live out your God-given dream and purpose in your life. Today, today as we partake in communion, I wonder if we can just recommit to that passion, that dream, that desire, that goal that God has placed in you. And let's live it out to its fullest. Father, we thank you. for.